We are continuing tonight with our preparation for June 25th, the Medjugorje 40th anniversary. Tonight's broadcast is actually a special broadcast for each one of us. This was a talk that a friend of Medjugorje gave in December of 1996. A lot of what we're going to hear in this presentation tonight are very basic things about Medjugorje and about the messages, and just the little bit that we've heard so far in preparing for this broadcast tonight brought back a lot of memories and a lot of freshness and a lot of renewal in our Medjugorje experience. And so we pray the same for you tonight. The title of this presentation was called Meat and Potatoes, which means in America that would be the basics. Interestingly enough, about 20 years ago or so, someone from France translated this talk into French, and they didn't title it Meat and Potatoes. It was actually titled Bread and Butter, because in France, the basics would actually be bread and butter, not meat and potatoes. Our standard of basics is a little bit different. And when we say the basics, that definition of basics for us, for many of you out there, is a lot different than many people in the Medjugorje world. Keep in mind that this talk was given in 1996, which was 25 years ago. A friend of Medjugorje was saying things that nobody was saying about Medjugorje during this period of time. And for many of you who have come into the Medjugorje world since that time, you are walking into a Medjugorje that already believes many of these things that he was saying 25 years ago. But yet, 25 years ago, nobody was saying these things but him. So he has redefined the way people look at Medjugorje. Or it's better said, not redefined the way people look at Medjugorje. But he has clarified what Our Lady has come to Medjugorje for. And it is a lot different than what a lot of people say. So here is a friend of Medjugorje, December the 10th, 1996. I really don't prepare when I talk because I'd rather be open to what it is God would have me say. And then it becomes less to the person and just whatever spontaneously God wants to give you, you say it. And maybe sometimes perhaps someone in the room may need to hear that. So what I've got here is not messages or notes, or rather not notes of my own or messages of my own, but of Our Lady's messages. So I've just written some messages or had them out in four categories that I wanted to read to you what it is Our Lady's saying. And there's something about Our Lady's messages that we don't have to worry about in regards to how they're going to be interpreted or what we want to get from the message. Our Lady's doing something with the messages that if you go into them, when you read them, they apply to you as an individual. But there's something that Our Lady wants us to do when we read the messages that she says in her messages repeatedly of what it is she asks of us. And one of the first things, or the four things, is to understand the message. So. What I'm going to do is just read you messages that she's given, and then you make up your own mind in yourself as I talk to you about what it is that she's asking. On 1984, Our Lady said, or rather, uh, January 2nd, uh, 1985, Our Lady says, A part of my plan has been realized. She says, You do not immediately understand the reasons. But this is 1985, so keep in mind the context that Our Lady's given this message 
And she's been appearing since 1981. So she tells him, a part of my plan has been realized, but you do not immediately understand the reasons. So Our Lady gives way to us that there's more to that by her statements. It's real clear. It's not anything that has to be thought about. It's there really literally there in the message. On June 12, 1986, she says, Dear children, I'm calling you to pray the rosary, that your rosary be an obligation which you shall fulfill with joy. That way you shall understand the reason I am with you this long. So this is a year later. She's telling us the rosary is an obligation that we should fulfill with joy. And as purpose, she says, to understand the reason I'm with you this long. Sorry, she's indicating to us there's some reason that she's coming that we're not grasping it, even six, five years after the apparition begins. On March 25, 1990, Our Lady says, God wants to save you and sends you messages through men, nature, and so many things which can only help you to understand that you must change the direction of your life. Therefore, little children, understand also the greatness of the gift which God has given you through me, so that I may protect you with my mantle and lead you to the joy of life. Again, she asks us to understand the greatness of her coming. Many times I've been told well, this is just another apparition, and yet Our Lady says pray to understand this. And this is 1990, nine years after the apparition began. December 25th, 1991. She says, Today, in a special way, I bring you little Jesus, that he may bless you, and with his blessing of peace and love, or rather, he may, with his blessing and peace of love. Dear children, do not forget that this is a grace which many people neither understand nor accept. So this is 11 years, or rather 10 years, after the apparition began. Are they saying, 10 years later, we still do not understand this greatness and this gift of her presence and her coming and bringing Jesus to us. July 25th, 1993. Therefore, little children, renew prayer in your heart, and then, and then, you will understand my call and my live desire to help you. She's still asking us to try to understand her call. August 25th, 1993. Only by prayer can you understand and accept my messages and practice them with your life. Read sacred scriptures, live it and pray to understand the signs of the time. Then she says, this is a special time. July 25th, 1995, a recent message, she still tells us, Only in prayer can you understand my coming here. And I find that even strange that I should even ask myself. Fourteen years, our lady's coming, and she's still telling me 
because the messages are for all of us, as an individual as well as for the world. She's speaking to us as, as her children. Pray that you may understand my coming. There's still some things I don't understand about this. Nineteen eighty six, Alaya says, Pray to understand the apparitions. So when our lady's asking us to understand it, it's because after that we understand these apparitions and what they mean, then we need to comprehend what her messages are telling us. And so to understand the message is to begin to comprehend it. She said in 1987, she says, You cannot comprehend the plans of God. I ask you, I ask of you, that you accomplish what I show you. Which tells us it's not only what our lady says, but what she shows us. And of course, Medjugorje, she once said, is a road sign. And she wants us to be a road sign. So there's actually more than words being given out in Medjugorje. She says also in the same message, or rather November 8th, 1984, she says, Dear children, you are not conscious of the messages which God is sending you through me. He has given you great graces, and you do not comprehend them. Now, this is a village that at this time for three years was on fire for Our Lady. In 1984, when they prayed in the church, it was like thunder. They prayed from the heart, not in a loud voice just to be shouting. Because one message Our Lady says, Jesus don't need prayers said in a loud voice. They prayed loud like thunder from the heart. And those who visited at that time said that it felt like it shook. So these people are being told by Alea at that time that they, she, they don't comprehend what is it she's telling them. Pray to the Holy Spirit, she tells them, for enlightenment. If you only knew how great the grace of God is in granting you, you would be praying without ceasing. Speaking in reference to her comings. And on May 22nd, 1986, a wedding between understanding and comprehending in the same message, she says... You do not understand my words. Now, this is five years after the apparition began. She's telling the village, You do not understand my words with your heart, and neither are you able to comprehend my love. Dear children, accept me in your lives so you will be able to accept all that I am saying to you, to which I am calling you. January 25th, 1987. A big message. In fact, I'll put this message to the last of this section right here because I'm going to come back to it. April 25th, 1987. You know, dear children, that God grants you special graces in prayer. Therefore, seek and pray in order that you may comprehend all that I'm given here. I call you, dear children, to prayer with the heart. You know that with that prayer you cannot comprehend all that God is planning through each one of you. Therefore pray, I desire that through each one of you, God's plans may be fulfilled. October 25th, 1988. Dear children, pray that you may comprehend the greatness of this message that I am giving you. January 25th, 1990. 
I read that, I'll skip that one. November 25th, 1991. Pray that you may be able to comprehend that God desires to tell, or whether what God desires to tell you through my presence and through the messages that I'm giving. September 25th, 1992. I'm giving you these dates to show you the year, many years after the apparition has begun, what are they still saying? They're four little children. Pray, pray, pray in order to be able to comprehend all which God has given you through my coming. So once we understand what Our Lady is doing, and she's asking us to understand and to comprehend, then we begin to see that she really wants to teach us. She really wants to guide us. So she says, March 18, 1985, just as a teacher, because she's coming to teach us about love, because everything's based on love. She gave one message, you must learn love. You don't know how to love. So she tells us, in 1995, I am teaching you to love. November 29, 1984, I have come to earth to teach you how to listen out of love. And to pray out of love and not compelled by the fact that you are carrying a cross. June 12, 1986. The children, I'm calling you to pray the rosary and that your rosary be an obligation which you shall fulfill with joy. That way you shall understand the reason I am coming this long and that I desire to teach you to pray. I've already read this message. But in there, also she says about our understanding and that I've come to teach you to pray. But not just to pray, there's other reasons for that that we must comprehend, that we'll find later in the messages. August 28, 1980, or rather January 21, 1987. Dear children, you know that for your sakes I have remained a long time, so I might teach you how to make progress on the way of holiness. December 25, 1987. Dear children, I want him, speaking in reference to Jesus, dear children, I want him to change you and to teach you and to protect you. October 25th, 1989. I am with you and I wish to teach you to pray with the heart. 1991, she says, I desire to teach you and help you to walk on the way of holiness. It's strange to me when I begin to see these things and these messages over and over and over that we have Holy Mass, that we have the Bible. We have the scriptures, and yet Our Lady is here telling us these things. There must be something going on, something that we're not grasping, something in our time of which we just read a message that she says, I bring a new time. This is a special time. These are her words. So I, I begin to see for myself, there must be something I'm missing. There must be something in these messages that I haven't caught. So November 25th, 1992, I love you and therefore I am with you to teach you to guide you to a new life of conversion and renunciation. Only in this way will you be able to discover God and all that is foreign to you. 1992. We're praying, we're fasting, we're doing the five basic messages. What else is foreign to me? What else is there to discover? And then she says, renunciation. This is what this five days is about. Difficulties. She wants us to learn about holiness, the way of the saints. Their lives were not always pleasant. 
they deal with harsh situations, just as you are on these five days. So you're living even some of these things already. What I give you is experience when I say these things. It's not more than what the message itself says. October 25th, 1994. The Most High has granted to me to be with you and to teach you and to guide you on the path of perfection. October 15th, 1990. I am your mother and I always want to teach you something new. But for this, you must first know the message that I've already given you so I can give you new messages. She's already given us by 1995 basic messages. She's got the village, those who are listening to Our Lady, praying three hours a day, doing the three mysteries a day, going to Holy Mass. And then she tells them, and the visionaries, the prayer group, us, us who have been in this movement all these years. Then she says, live these messages because there's something new I want to tell you. Something different. Not new revelation because that ceased with the death of the last apostle. But there's some new insights that she wants to give us. Something that's there that she wants to help us uncover. That in our world and the way we live, we can't see at this moment. Just as she said, all that is foreign to you. An earlier message I just read. So that's worth repeating. I have already given you, in reference to the messages living in them, so that I can give you new messages. February 21st, 1992, or rather 1982. My angels, I will make you attentive. I will guide you on a sure way. October 1984, I would like to guide you spiritually, but I would not know how to help you if you're not open. October 24th, 85, dear children, listen to and live my messages. I will guide you. August 14th, 86, from day to day, I desire to lead you more and more into prayer, but I do not wish to force you. November 27th, Our Lady says, I call you to consecrate your life to me with love so that I am able to guide you with love. December 11th, 1986. With joy, I wish to guide you and to show you the joy into which I desire to bring each one of you. January 8th, 87. I beseech you, listen to my messages and live them so that I can guide you. Again, Christmas, December 25th. Therefore, little children, accept with seriousness and live the messages for your soul not to be sad when I will not be with you anymore and when I will not guide you anymore. October 25th, 1990, which seems to be saying to us that when she leaves, many people are going to miss a grand opportunity when they realize how closely united we were to heaven with Our Lady's presence which gives way to her saying, you can't comprehend the greatness of the grace. If you knew the greatness of her coming, you would be praying unceasingly. And perhaps we'll be like many who Jesus' days, they didn't comprehend what they were in the midst of. October 25th, 1990, I desire to guide you on a path of peace. October 25th, 92, I am here in order to help you and guide you on a new path towards a new life. Now, she started talking about these other messages about a new way, a new life, years after the apparition began. Years. 
January 25th, 93. I am with you and I guide you to a new time. A time which God gives you as a grace so that you may get to know him more. There's a book over here called Days of the Martyrs. And it talks about the church began in the early days declined and had infighting when they were not persecuted. And when they grew the most is when they were persecuted and they flourished and they knew God the greatest. And our Pope has even said that in 1980. He said that we're coming into a time where we're going to know God more, but there's no time that would come where we're renewed without a great cross. June 25th, 94. I desire little children to guide you to Jesus because he is your salvation. September 25th, 94. God sends me to help you and to guide you toward paradise, which is your goal. If we're doing all our prayers, if we're saying everything that we're supposed to be saying, why is it she's saying that I guide you to paradise? There's many Christians in the world. But also she gave a message that said there's many Christians living as the pagans. They live pagan Christianity. Perhaps there's things in our life that's foreign to us that we can't see. That as we go deeper into the messages, she uncovers and we become unblind to. August 21st, 89. I'm your mother and I want to continue to guide you for you to continue to grow in love. So Our Lady's given us messages that she wants us to understand, that she seeks for us to pray, to be able to comprehend these messages, that without prayer we won't be able to do that. For us, they'll be superficial. But many people have seen these messages, and they've rejected them in that they don't accept them. They're too simple. There's too many things in there that they want, as far as deeper messages, that may be more specific that they turn to rather than what Our Lady is saying in Medjugorje. So Our Lady says, there's people that don't take my messages seriously. She says, 1983, take me seriously. When God comes among men, he does not come to joke, but to say serious things. Think about that. When God comes among men, he does not come to joke, but to say serious things. Our Lady says, show you. It's not just what she says. Three things are happening here that's never happened in church history before. First, there's apparitions every single day. This June will be 16 years. Secondly, Our Lady has said that I'm going to give you messages as never before in the history of man since the very beginning. She's going to speak to us in a way that we don't understand. A way that's never happened since Adam's time. And so with this, and we see that Our Lady comes every day to us, and then she's speaking to us as never before since Adam's time. And the reality in which she's doing it, which we'll go to in a minute, is of such a high degree that we'd be praying unceasingly if we understood this great grace. So this has never happened in the church's history. And the way it's been given now at this moment. The third thing is, Our Lady has clearly said, and I've been challenged on this, and I've gone to the visionaries themselves and I've asked them this over and over and over. And when I was working with 2020, I went for their behalf. 
And I asked Lisa the question five times until she became aggravated with me. She says, Terry, our lady said, as I just told you, five times, these are the last apparitions on earth. So our lady comes every day for 16 years this June. She's given messages as never before in the history of man since the very beginning. And she tells us that these are the last apparitions on earth. So our lady tells us, when God sends me, it's not a joke. Take me seriously. We've shown you already in the messages. It's not the five basic messages where she stops at. It's not daily mass. It's not the rosary three times a day. That's ground zero. There's something so radical that she brings us to, which I'll read in a minute, that she tells us she wants of us. That we have to get to that point just that we can begin to hear her. But a lot of people get to the comfort zone and that's where they stop because she says, December, rather October 30th, 1986. Dear children, today again, I desire to call you to take seriously and to carry out my messages which I am giving you. Dear children, it is for your sake that I have stayed here this long so I could help you fulfill the messages which I'm giving you. Therefore, dear children, out of love for me, carry out all the messages I'm giving you. December 25th, 1987. I call you today with great seriousness to obey me and to do as I am calling you. December 25th, 1989. Accept with seriousness and live the messages for your soul not to be sad when I will not be among you anymore. April 25th, 1990. I invite you to accept with seriousness and to live the messages which I am giving you. I will pray for you and intercede for you before God that you understand the greatness of this message which God has given you that I can be with you. August 25th, 1990. Today... I desire to invite you to take with seriousness and to put into practice what I am giving you through these messages. May 25th, 1991. Dear children, today I invite all of you who have heard my messages of peace to realize it with seriousness and with love in your life. And a big one. June 25th, 1991, I was in Medjugorje. It was the 10th anniversary. We didn't know if the apparitions were going to end. We awaited this 10th anniversary, knowing that that connotates something significant, something special. And it was. It was a special message. And our lady, right off the bat, tells us, after 10 years, that there are those who don't want to listen to the messages. They either don't understand them or they just outright reject them. They won't accept it. Now, she's not speaking to the atheists or to our pagan next-door neighbor here, who, who many of you have been here before, shoots a gun every time we have mass. We've been relieved of that this go-around, but he's not a threat to us, Our Lady's plans in that way. Our Lady's speaking to who's reading her messages, who's listening to them, and she's telling them this on the 10th anniversary. Dear children, today on this great day, what you have given to me, I desire to bless all of you and to say, These days while I am with you are days of grace. I desire to teach you and to help you walk on the path of holiness. 
There are many people who do not understand my messages and to accept them with seriousness, what I'm saying. If you pray, God will help you discover the true reason for my coming. I read that and I said, wow. We're sitting on the side of the church. And I took, went over the side when the 25th message came out and I went over there and sat down and I'm sitting there thinking, 10 years. And she says, I still need to discover the true reason for our coming. Where our messages, as we'll go into, have multi-purpose. That day, what it had for me was something significant. Because I had been seeing a lot of wrong in Medjugorje, a lot of errors, a lot of wrong paths that was going on. But, on that day, Our Lady said, there are those who don't want to accept my messages. Our Lady asked, therefore, little children, pray and read the sacred scriptures. So that through coming, my coming, you discover the message and sacred scripture for you. So I sat there and I opened up the Bible. And I opened up to the passage where Jesus looks over Jerusalem and he talks that they'll surround you. And they'll tear down your houses. And your enemies will hit you in on all sides, kill your children, and so forth. That day, that very day, was when war was declared and Croatia suffered so much. So this message was so applicable. I can't give to you being there in this place, war being declared, all the talk of the village, everything going on, how strong and powerful this was. It's so deluded when I tell you, but I hope through prayer you can see the value of how strong these messages can speak, even in this instant. July 25th, 1991, our lady says, Dear children, I desire for you to grasp the seriousness of the situation and that much of what will happen, 1991, what will happen depends on your prayers and you are praying only a little bit. January 25th, 1993. Today I call you to accept and live my messages with seriousness. So what does it mean for Our Lady to say? Take me seriously. When God comes among man, it's not to make a joke. He's got something to say. When I first began to go to Medjugorje, I was like many people. The signs and wonders are wonderful. You, you look at that, you see the sun spin, you see miracles there. Real things happen. They're supernatural. And of course, in your conversion, in the beginning of your conversion, these are beautiful things. And so you see them and you savor them. But after my seventh day trip to Medjugorje, I began to realize, well, I just heard a priest say, this is just Fatima. It's just lords all over. So I was thinking the same thing. And so, I was contemplating not going to Medjugorje anymore. And I said, maybe this will just be my last trip. But I was outside the apparition room. And I decided to go from there over to Vizcas. And I was, after watching all the people that, you know, I've got to get back to my business, family, and everything that I need to go back to. And start devoting my time to what state, and as far as what I understood I was supposed to be doing. So, I headed to Vizcas' house. And I was really walking across pass in Medjugorje and the wheat that was there and I got some of the chaff with a friend of mine and we would walk around blowing the chaff and I recalled about 
where Jesus walked with the apostles and they blew a chaff off. And I, and I really started thinking of Medjugorje. What's, what's happening here? Our lady's appearing every day here. And she's just come to say something, a repeat of everything she's already said in the past. And that's where I was with it. And I didn't look at the messages. I looked at them in the beginning, but for me, they were superficial. I said the same old thing. I bought that line. This is what was being taught. And so quickly I grew bored with the messages. They were repetitive, superficial. They gave me nothing. But I went to Visca's house. I sat on her steps and I watched her speak to a mixed group there in every language. I saw her speak in Croatian to the Croatians. I saw a translator translate from Croatian to French. I saw a translator translate from Croatian to English and from Croatian to Italian, simultaneously, to broken groups. And it really struck me, this must be something, a little bit of what it was like on Pentecost. And it really sparred me to start going into saying, there must be something else here. There's got to be something else going on in Medjugorje. If our ladies appearing every single day, what's taking place in this village? So I went back and I decided to return to the messages. And when I did, I saw that she says, I began to see what I just read you. You don't comprehend the messages. You must pray to understand the messages. Well, I was reading them with my intellect. I was matching them to what our church taught. And I was staying real superficial in them. But I read a message that really struck me. And it said, April 4th, 1985. I wish to give you messages as it has never been in the history from the beginning of the world. And I thought, there's something I'm missing here. There's something really I'm, that's not, not right. At that point, I began to dive into the messages. And I felt maybe there's something I'm not understanding. So every time I go to Medjugorje, I go to both mountains, sometimes the same day, just to pray to comprehend the messages. When I was here, I prayed, Mary, what is it that you're saying? What is it that you want us to see? What is it that I don't understand about what you're doing here? Why are you telling me I don't understand it? And a whole new flower bloomed for me in the messages. A whole new life. I began to see that Our Lady for three years had been talking about a plan. So I saw this word, plan. What kind of plan? So I started going in all the messages. What was this plan that she was working out? I want to see what, exactly what did she say about this plan. And you know what? She never said anything. All she said is pray for the plan. Pray for the plans God has. Pray that Satan does not thwart the plans my son and I have. Pray the Almighty protects him over and over and over. She talked about this plan, but she never revealed it. You're listening to Countdown to the 40th Anniversary with a friend of Medjugorje. Broadcasting on your favorite station, Radio Wave, 24 hours. Well, I want to take you here now and stop where I am with that because it's important that you know something that took place here to understand where I'll leave you and go back. When Maria was here, my wife had always collected angels. And so we've got a lot of angels in our house. And when Maria came here, we had been around the apparitions. And yes, Our Lady, she was our mother. We knew that. But, but for us, 
We wanted angels in our house. Now, while it might be hard to comprehend, here's the mother of God appearing in your bedroom, but you want angels to appear. But we really, really were waiting. Did angels come to that? No. Did angels come to that? No. And we were just hoping and praying that, that angels would come. And when you go in, if you look close today, all these angels, almost every one of them after six boys are broken. So we almost now have an angel hospital down there. It's just always one being repaired. But anyway, three angels finally appeared with Our Lady. And we were so excited. We asked Maria, what, what did the angels do? Well, how did they act? What, what did they do during the apparition? And Maria, we sat down after the crowd had cleared out and we were talking to her and she said, well, they react, whatever Our Lady does, they, they do perfectly. They're in complete harmony with her. She's queen of the angels. If Our Lady's happy, they're happy. If Our Lady's serious, the angels are serious. She said there was three cherubs, three small angels that appeared to Our Lady, just kind of fluttering above her like little butterflies. And she said that Our Lady was very happy, so they were. So she said if Our Lady's crying, though, they're crying also. That even our gestures of Our Lady, her gestures rather, that our, the angels respond to that. You'll see some movement. I was just showing the kids something on the horse, and we've got different horses out here. And some of them got what we call a cold mouth, where they don't react, but there's one out there that you can just do this to the rain, and her whole head comes back. She's that sensitive. And these little angels, are just that way to Our Lady. They react completely to Our Lady. So we begin to talk about the apparition and what it is that Our Lady does. And so Maria went on to tell us some things about the messages. And when she began to first be told by Our Lady to write down the messages, she did and she turned them over to the Franciscans crying. Now, I don't mean crying, it's just a typical cry. She was weeping, just as if someone had died. And the Franciscans asked her why. And she says, because I betrayed Our Lady. And she said, what do you mean? They asked her, rather, what do you mean? That she said, that this is not her words. He says, yes, but this is not what she said. And only after talking to Maria did they begin to understand. And so that night, Maria went into it real deep with me, and we discussed it. When Our Lady comes on Maria's birthday, she's gotten a kiss before and I once asked Maria, what is this kiss? What's it feel like? She said, I can't describe it. And I never let her off at that point. I said, well, describe it. She said, I can't. I said, well, if you had to, give me some words for it. She said, Terry, there's no words for it. I said, I know there's no words, but you describe it. I want to know how you'd explain it. And so she says, it's something of such strength and such power that it goes through my whole self. I said, but what does it feel like, Maria? She said, it goes through my whole being, to my whole soul. But I said, what does it feel like? She says, it felt mother. I asked Maria at our house, sitting around the table one night, what does our lady's voice feel like? She says, I can't tell you. There's no words for it. I said, I know, Maria, but if you had to, tell me. She says, there's nothing I can describe it. There's nothing of this world. But if you had to, Maria, how would you describe it? She says, it's musical. When Maria receives a message, she hears this. It's infused in her as well as audibly heard by her. And it's received in such a wonder and great height that when Our Lady says the word love, 
Just as the angels respond to her gestures, Maria feels that word. She feels love. We experienced that in our bedroom. She gave the gift of love in our bedroom. We felt it permeate into the room. It was a great gift here because she said, I wish for you to give this to others. There's only two times she's given that. Once in Mezzogrew and once we see here. So when Our Lady speaks, Maria hears at such a great height with such depth that she feels what it is Our Lady saying. So when you come to read these messages, you might say, as a nun once wrote to me, she says, I'm, I'm sending this back. These messages are superficial. They say nothing. Akita Japan, which is approved by the church, which talks about fire and damnation and all this coming to the earth, I'm going to promote that the rest of my life. That's a specific message. Father Gobi's the same way. It's real detail. It tells a lot of different things. These messages don't go that way on the surface. But if you'll do what Our Lady says, pray that you may comprehend, October 25th, 88, pray that you may comprehend the greatness of the message. If you'll do that, suddenly everything changes. Because just as ink on paper, this changes. Because that's what Maria was betraying Our Lady with. She gave the Franciscans ink on paper. And she couldn't tell them. She couldn't express to them. She could not convey to them what Our Lady was saying. It was killed. So Our Lady says, you must pray to comprehend the messages. And when I begin to do that, from the great heights that Maria receives these messages, reduced ink on paper, they were picked up. And I began to see these messages the way she saw them. And a whole new life began to open for me. All that you see here has come from the messages. So when Our Lady says, I have a plan here, I begin to look for that. What was the plan? Three years she spoke of a plan. I waited for that. I anticipated. I wanted to see what the messages were saying. And finally she did something. She showed us something. Not only she said, she gave messages every Thursday. Every week she gave messages. It was beautiful to be in Medjugorje at the time. All the Croatian people were standing there. The old women were standing there waiting for the priest to read these messages, and they'd just copy them. It was incredible, and it was such a beautiful scene to see how people longed for these words, of which few people now, even in Medjugorje, care about, because it's just ink on paper now to them. But during that time, when she changed, she says, I'll no longer give messages once a week. From now on, they'll be once a month, on the 25th, she gives messages now just the same to this day. Twelve times a year, once each month. But when she changed to the 25th, that first message, I waited for it. I felt there would be something special about it. Because she shows us that there's something different with the apparition. So that speaks to us. And it was. This is one of the most important messages I feel Allah has given. Because she reveals, after three years of speaking about the plan, what that plan is. 
And more importantly, she says something about us as individuals. She says, January 25th, 1987, six years after the apparition begins, everybody's praying. I'm seeing kids over there at the time kneeling down for two and three hours. Medjugorje is so powerful in the, during that time. They're so elevated in the spiritual life, you just wanted to be able to taste that. It impelled you to do that. But that six years, she's coming in and she's saying, Dear children, behold, also today, 1987, I want to call you to start living a new life as of today. I thought they were already living a new life. They had the five basic messages. They were doing that. What is she saying here? Dear children, I want you to comprehend that God has chosen each one of you in order to use you in a great plan. And I pause with that word, great plan. Because most of us, Our Lady says, our words, most of what we speak about is useless chatter. You can go to any restaurant and most of what people are saying is nothing. There's no substance to it. It's so superficial. There's nothing to it. Our words are almost beyond the side, on the, rather on the side of exaggeration. Her words are underneath it. It's like the kiss. It's not just the kiss. There's much more to that. So when Our Lady says, great plan, these words go beyond those words the way we define them. So she says, you are not able to comprehend how great your role is. Or rather, I'm skipping something. Dear children, I want you to comprehend that God has chosen each one of you to use you in a great plan. After three years, she tells us, for the salvation of mankind. I heard that and I thought, wow, me? An idiot? To be used in this great plan? I believed what she said. I took it seriously. I comprehended. I accepted that. She's going to use me? You? Then she goes on and says, you are not able to comprehend how great your role is in God's design. And then something incredible, because she don't tell you that you're ever going to understand. I'm convinced that we will never understand how important our role is in this plan of salvation. That during this new time, this special time, one anniversary, she called it a particular time, that we're never going to know what we're doing or the impact of it until we're in heaven and we can really see it. Because she goes on and tells us, not that we're going to comprehend it, she tells us to pray for something else. She says, therefore, dear children, pray so that in prayer you may be able to comprehend what God's plans is in your regard. I am with you in order that you might be able to bring it about to its fullness. So January 25th, 1987 is a message that we read here over and over and over. There's a great importance to it. Just the fact that it changed from Thursday to a monthly message carries a significance. That was a gesture. If the angels react to her movements, there should be even more importance we place on this message. 
You know, when the Gulf War was going on, those of you who were following Caritas at the time, we organized through 1,400 prayer groups that we have what we call OLPG. It's Our Ladies Prayer Groups. We organized all of them to go for several consecutive Sundays to meet and pray during the Gulf War. And the reason we did this is because we felt this war had such a global escalation, such a tremendous potential of, of bringing down the whole world, that we felt that we really needed to be praying for this. And the reason we did is because of our latest messages. And it was very successful. There were several hundred thousand people. Priests got their whole parishes, and we had just letters we couldn't even respond to. It was amazing. There was at least several hundred thousand people through these 1,400 programs through their parishes who they enlisted to do this. But the reason we did this is because eight days before Saddam Hussein marched in to Kuwait, Our Lady gave a message for the first time where she said the word peace nine times in a row in the same message. Not in a row, but within the same message. Which spoke to us when Our Lady speaks about peace is because there's not going to be some. So we began to see there was something big about this. But that's not the main reason we really, what really pushed us was that Our Lady began in Medjugorje to say, pray for peace. At Yvonne's prayer groups, over and over on the mountain, she said, pray for peace. Four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, she said one message. Pray for peace during this time. Pray for peace. Pray for peace during this time. Pray for peace. We knew by Our Lady's gestures with the angels, the way she gives messages, by what Maria told us, we knew this was a big, big war. Now it's in our history and we really easily forget, but go back and think about when we were in the midst of it, people didn't know what was going to happen. There was, there was talk of atomic war, nerve gas, everything. But was that potential real now that it's passed? We seem to dissipate that with our memory, or we dissipate the potential of what was there. But it's important to go back to understand what was taking place. Because ten weeks later, Our Lady even knelt down during the apparition with Yvonne and prayed three Our Fathers and three Glory Bees in the middle of the apparition, something she had never before done on the mountain. And to me, this was a big sign, and this was the things that really spurred us. And I was in Medjugorje in the thirteenth week, and I was at a prayer group, and Our Lady, the prayer group didn't even give out the message. I said, what did Our Lady say? They said, she didn't say anything. There was no special message. I said, was there any words? What, she, what she's been saying. I said, what? She said, pray for peace. I said, don't you even understand? Thirteen weeks in a row, our ladies asked to pray for peace during this time. This is a big statement. So why didn't our ladies say, pray for peace in the Middle East? We knew that's what she was talking about. There was no doubt that's what she was speaking of. There was a message the day, the very single day, Saddam Hussein began to bomb all the oil wells, that we had all over the news media, everybody saying we didn't know environmentally what would happen. But go to our latest messages. You know what she said that very same day? She says, Satan does not only want to destroy human life, but nature and the planet on which you live. These messages say a lot, but people don't take them seriously. They don't do that. So why didn't Our Lady say, 
Pray for peace in the Middle East during this time. Because this would have become a dead message. Our Lady says, and I was reading this uh, Maria's house one time. She said, why do you read this every morning? She said, just read the Bible. I said, Maria, I just got through reading the Bible. She says, well, you don't have to read these every day. I says, yes, I do. She says, I said, I put it in the front of the book. Our Lady told you, little children, read every day the messages I gave you. And she goes, oh. <laughs> but I put that there. I felt that message was important. She wants us to do that. Why? Because she says, I want you to transform them into life. So, if you are in a crisis six months from now, a financial crisis, and you need to know what does God want you to do, and you open up and you're praying, and it says pray for peace during this time, and you do and you receive peace, or five years from now, you open up and you find, oh, my spouse is going to leave me, what do I need to do? Pray for peace during this time, and you do that, and you receive peace. Or you just lost a family member ten years from now, and the message says pray for peace, especially during this time, and you do it and you receive this gift of peace. This has some value to you. But suppose you open it up and it said, pray for peace in the Middle East. There's no value for you except to tell you something of a historical significance or something of, of the past. It's a dead message. Our Lady says these messages have life. They're given purposely, loosely, in what we would see as a superficial way that we might pray and that they might address me in a personal way about my life and what I have to do and where I have to go. She says, I want to teach you. I want to guide you. She wants to be a spiritual director. That's the gift today. There's such a lack of direction that God sends the mother to give us spiritual direction. This is something that's incredible. This gives theologians even problems. But I'm sorry. It's Our Lady's voice. She's saying it. You don't have to accept that. But Our Lady just said to Mariana, March 18th, I was watching her face, I was in the front this past March, just a few months ago, she said, accept my messages so that you'll be accepted. There's people that don't accept the apparitions, some that used to, some that used to accept the, the messages, they no longer do that. And this message was severe because in the beginning of it, she said, I want you to reflect a long time this message that I'm about to give you. And she equated in that same message, this is rejecting God. Because she's also said, I'm giving you messages that are conveyed from God. So this nun that rejected these messages goes to something that tells detail, but that's where it ends. These messages have so much life to them that they can tell you every situation that you need to know how to get out of. Is it the Bible? I had a guy write to me, this is the Bible. This is the Bible today. Maria said, these are words for man today to help him understand the Bible. Who is Our Lady? Who is she really? Is she equal to man? No. Is she above the angels? She's queen of them. She's above the angels. She's above every man. She's pure. No man, no angel is as she is. Is she God? No. What does she do? She leads us to God the Father. That's her role. And so our lady says, I'm going to give you messages as never before in the history of man since its very beginning. 
Why? Because that's who she is. That's what she is. Of all the philosophers, all the saints, all the theologians, all the great saints who wrote doctorates about everything about the church, time is going to show that none will be above these messages. Just as the lady is above all the prophets, all the angels, but beneath God, leading us to God, her words are not equal with the Bible. They're beneath the Bible, but they're all above every works that we know. They're to lead us to the scriptures. So these messages of Our Lady have shown us how to put the gospel into our daily life here. Why is that the case? We begin to see the scriptures in a complete new light. This is new revelation. Now before I finish that, theologians will have a heart attack me saying that. This is new revelation about old revelation. There's no new revelation in this. It's new insights about the revelation that ceased with the death of the last apostle. And there's things we begin to see in the scriptures we never saw before. We never understood. We know that Our Lady appears in Medjugorje. She appeared here. She appeared out there in the field with 12 stars about her head. We know Mariana speaks of Our Lady saying, Her as a woman, we've heard the visionaries say that she carries Jesus on Christmas, that they see baby Jesus. This Christmas, that's what will happen. If what happens in the previous apparitions, this will happen here. And it happened here. Maria spent Christmas with us. So she was with child. Yvonne describes, for those who have been to Medjugorje or have heard him describe her leaving, that she leaves in the light of the sun. Clothed with the sun, you might say. And in Revelation 12 it says, A great sign appeared in the sky, a woman clothed with the sun, the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. Because she was with child, she wailed aloud in pain. The visionaries are seeing this. So what do they see? When they see Our Lady, I've heard the visionaries say, it's like we see each other. But I can tell you, that's not the case. Well, who am I? Do I know more than the visionaries? Well, I'm listening to what they're saying. I'm listening to what all of them are saying. I put it together and just some basic reasoning, holy reason. Isaiah says, come reason with me, says the Lord. And when you reason things out, you'll go... To 1987 in June, when Our Lady said, on top of Cross Mountain, you are on Tabor. And when you take that message, you're on Tabor. What happened on Tabor? The transfiguration took place on Tabor. What was the transfiguration? Jesus with Elijah and Moses was in transfigured bodies. And she tells everybody on the mountain, you are on a Tabor. So go to 1985, Ivanka is told, no one in the world has received the graces you and your brothers and sisters have received, talking of the six visionaries. So when they see Our Lady, they see her in a glorified body. 
where Peter was fumbling all over himself. Let's build three temples here. Let's build three booths, Jesus. This is fantastic. On taper, he wanted to do this. I asked Maria in my house. I said, Maria, what do these stars look like? She said, I don't know. I said, I know. Tell me. She says, there's something you can't see. I says, are they bright? She says, well, there's nothing I can describe. I says, I know, Maria. But try. Just tell me. She says, it's so bright that they're brighter than the sun. I said, well, then does it blind you? Can you see? She says, yes. I said, well, can you make out that they're stars? She says, yes. So I don't understand. It's some kind of grace that they can see the stars, but yet it's so blind and they can't. And, and I've heard them say something like, it's a thousand times brighter than the sun. And so they're seeing this every single day. Today, when we was in the field in England, this is what Maria saw. The woman clothed with the sun, crowned with twelve stars. Something that Ivanka was told, no one in the world has received the grace as you and your brothers and sisters have received. That being a case, maybe we can go back and read, because the lady said, I want you to read the lives of the saints to help you in your life. And when we go back 400 years ago, and we read Lois de Montfort when he writes, there's going to come a time when Mary would be made known as never before in history. And when this happens, she was going to raise up apostles of the latter days, and they will be purified as the children of Levi through great tribulation. And he ends his writing saying, I long, I wait. He wanted that time. And here, Mary's coming and telling you, you're chosen. You've got a role, a great plan for the salvation of mankind. You. Louis de Montfort was jealous of you. He longed for this time. He wanted it. We're living something that must be something like when Christ walked the earth. They didn't comprehend it. Our Lady says, this is a great time of grace. I read that several times a minute ago to you. What was it like during Jesus' day? We know the centurion standing at the foot of the cross by sacred scriptures tells us that he says, surely this was the Son of God. I've dealt with a lot of people being in business. I learned a lot about human nature and real common basic things watching people. And if you know human nature, you can pretty much think and reason through holy reason what people did 2,000 years ago. When the time of grace of Jesus walked the earth, do you not think there was a shoe cobbler there in Jerusalem? Do you not think there was a blacksmith there? Do you not think they were so busy they didn't have time for Jesus? Yes, many of the 3,000 that were in Jerusalem were there from all over the place, converted. But how many did hear of Jesus before? Do you not think the shoe collar watched Jesus and his renegade run up and down the streets of Jerusalem? What do you think the day of the crucifixion, when the earth opened up and the dead walked? Perhaps they even recognized people out of the cemetery? Reasoning out that day. The sky darkened, the centurion recognizing this is Jesus. This is surely the Son of God. He converted. The saints tells us that St. Linus, who we still have the spear in the Vatican, which is taken out once a year, that was thrust in Jesus' side. People are blessed with this. When this was thrust in his side, Linus converted at that point. 
And he knew Jesus, according to the saints, before that. But what would you do if you were a lioness? What would you do if you were the centurion? What would you do if you were the shoe cobbler and saw your dead uncle walk out of the cemetery and you think, buddy, I better get holy quick. What would you do if you were the 3,000? Who would you seek out and want to know about this Jesus? Would you not go to Peter? Tell me, tell me what it was like when he debated the Pharisees. What, what was it like when, when he healed the blind, when he made the cripple walk, when he put legs on people who had none? Eyes and sockets that were dry. Where were you? You're that shoe cobbler down here. We've passed your place a hundred times. Well, I was too busy. I, I was doing this. I, I, I had to make a living. He missed the time of grace. And what about, just what about the blacksmith? Well, he converted. Do you not think he went to Mary? Tell me. Tell me, what was it like when Jesus was an infant? The three kings coming. What was it like in all those days raising him? What was it like there at the crucifixion? Well, you're the blacksmith. You, you mean you, you didn't know? You never stopped to listen? He talked right there on the corner from you. I was too busy. I didn't pay any attention. You are where Louis de Montfort wrote about 400 years ago. You can accept it or you can reject it. I can tell you now, I've got regrets already that I haven't put my whole being into this when I was tired. When I'd been persecuted enough and didn't want to go on. There was things I missed. And I'm telling you, I don't ever miss an apparition in Medjugorje. I don't ever miss an apparition on a mountain. I don't miss any of that. But I can tell you, I'm going to have regrets as close as God's allowed me to be toward these apparitions. I know what Our Lady said so that you won't be sad when I'm no longer here to guide you. That I'm going to be like the apostles too and say, oh, if I just would ask him this, if I'd just been that close. Maria's given me a gift that any time I want to ask her to ask Our Lady, to ask her something, I can do this. This is tremendous. That's something I don't comprehend. But I already know, I already can see that I'm going to have regrets. Our Lady says that there's going to be a sign on the mountain that will last to the end of time. No ornaments can destroy it. Yaakov said that even the highest of society will flee and run to the top of the hill. Something that nobody would disagree that is of a supernatural origin. I've been across this thing hundreds of times. Do you not think people are going to come to me? Do you not think people are going to come to you if you've been there? And they're going to say, tell me, what was it like when Mary appeared? What was it like before the sign was here? What was it like? Are you going to have to answer them? Well, I don't, I don't know. I, I really went there. And that's all I did. Because as many people have gone to Medjugorje and they've rejected. Many people have walked away from it. I'm telling you. Medjugorje is a difficult thing. It's a life of great difficulties. And the deeper you get into it, the more you'll understand exactly what I'm saying. But there's no turning around if you really want to do what it is Allah is calling us. So when we go to scriptures and we read Lewis de Montfort and we hear him say that in the latter times, not the end of time, Our Lady gives us great hope. We have a great future. It's not doom and gloom. If you go and put together what Lewis de Montfort writes, Our Lady says, I want you to go to sacred scriptures. 
and read. And we know that our lady says, many nations will be coming here. That's her message. That's her words. What did they come there for? To be healed. How? Through the medicine of her monthly messages. Which she gives once each month, 12 times a year. And if Louis de Montfort is a saint because he spoke truth, and we should listen and put some value on his words, and he says the latter times, our lady says go to sacred scriptures, and we go to the last book of the Bible, Revelations, we go to the last chapter of Revelations, we go to the very last verse of Revelations. And what do we read? Something incredible. And you can accept it or you can reject it. I won't condemn you. I accept it. Then the angel showed me the river of life given water, clear as crystal, which issued from the throne of God. Our lady said the messages were conveyed from God. And flowed down the middle of the streets. On either side of the river grew the trees of life, which produced fruit 12 times a year, once each month. Their leaves served as medicine for the nations. There's many things that lady wants to tell you. And I can tell you, I've been to Medjugorje 36 times, and I've learned that I know this much about it. Very, very little. There's people that don't want these messages out. There's people right in the movement that don't want them out. And I tell you this, so that you won't be stymied when you hear they're not that important or don't listen to them. It's no joke when God comes among man, he has something to say. So we'll end this with prayer and just keep these things in your heart. Get her messages. Read them while you're here. You'll be surprised about how the situation that you're in can be answered and how life will come through the scriptures because it leads you straight to bed. It doesn't take away. It, to me, it's a preface for the Bible. There's things that we see here in community that we do because the sacred scripture has shown us and we've been made to understand it through this. Just as a priest stands on Sunday morning and the pulpit explaining the scriptures. In the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, we come before you so pitiful in our understanding, so full of intelligence, so learned. That all this has become such an obstacle for us to hear what it is Our Lady is truly saying. Have we not entered the time where the scripture says that there will be a great increase in knowledge and man will know nothing? Help us to comprehend these messages. Open up our hearts. Help us to become as little children, simple. To live in simplicity and to really hear from the heart what it is Our Lady wishes to tell us while we're here during these five days. Please heal our nation, heal our families, 
But we know the plan of Our Lady is not to preach to them, but is based on our own conversion and our own perfection. And reversing through that, our families will be healed and then our nation. So as we give ourselves to you and we pray, please hear us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.